This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. It is the ESPN app. It is Sirius XM Channel 80. He is Andre Snellings. I am Randy Scott. We're in for the guys. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can join the conversation on this Friday, Vibes Day. This Fribes Day, CC call in line 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's where we go out to the phone right now. Chris Canty, host of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, is with us. What up, big fella? I got beef with y'all, man, because <laughs> y'all, set me up to, y'all set me up to fail. I mean, after Sean from Ohio called in, and you got the Trailer Park HOA line from Darren Gant, having me on the show is anticlimactic. No, nah, man. How can I win? You, you, you're not putting me in position to win. You guys talk all afternoon long about setting these young rookie quarterbacks, faces of the franchise, up to have success. And here y'all are, shut such setting the namesake of the show up to have an L. I Never don't that. understand it. I don't like it. Never that. The, the, the way that you win is because you're about to represent for the big fellas. Because, see, I'm not 6'8". I'm not 6'8". But weight-wise, me and you are shopping on the same shelf. we we, we shopping in the same department. So, so when I hear you talk about how you can wear a fur coat because Woody can wear a fur coat, dang it, I want to wear a fur coat too. Yeah, I was inspired by the Barbie movie. That was my key takeaway. I got drug along by my wife. You know how that goes. Yep. You, you pick and choose your battles. But I was just thinking to myself, man, a white fur coat or a chinchilla fur coat on your boy this winter might not be the worst idea. Yeah. I just figured I'd like to have one of those in my Mojo Dojo Casa house. <laughs> Why not? Definitely, definitely. My, for, in my house, it was my oldest daughter. It was, uh, you know, I'm going to the Barbie movie. Uh, got to wear pink. You got to watch it too, Daddy. Like, it was, it, it, it's very much a thing in our house. And so, for the takeaway to be the fur coat, I'm like, you know what? I think I want to get me one of them as well. You know, we, we, we should do a big fellas taking over the fur coat at ESPN Radio. Yeah, we're trying to bring sexy back for the 300-pounders, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, guys, my wife is against the idea. She doesn't think there's enough minks in the world to make a fur coat that's going to fit me. And it really hurt my feelings that she decided to take that shot after the movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, suddenly the mink is endangered. That's the weirdest thing. <laughs> right. It's like, well, well, Dre and Canty are trying to bring it back. It's, right. it's a whole thing. We'll explain it. We'll explain it. All right, so since you pine for the football content, we got it for you. Did you see what, what you know, fellow big fellow, big fellow, big Barnwell said, big Barnwell, Bill Barnwell, what he said in Greeny about the Eagles, that they won't repeat as NFC East champs. I had to play it back. I thought he meant NFC champs. NFC East champs. Canty, what was your reaction to that? Well, here's the thing. I mean, losing both coordinators, it's not a surprise that he's picking them to take a step back, a little regression to the mean. Now, I don't think it's going to go as far as them not winning division, but I do think there are other teams that are in the division and other teams in the conference as a whole that are going to be one step closer to the Eagles' heels. And so those are the things that I would look for. Remember, last year, the first team to come into Philly and beat them, that was the Washington Commanders. They can match them from a physicality standpoint on both sides of the ball up front. The question with Washington is what is that offense going to look like? Now, if all of those guys can get over themselves and take coaching from Eric Bieniemy, who's to say that Washington can't give them a run for the division? Who's to say that Dallas – with McCarthy pushing his chips to the middle of the table, can't make a run at the division. The Giants were a playoff team from a year ago. They lost to the Eagles in the divisional round. 
they're looking to improve. So, I, I mean, I do think it's going to be a much more competitive division and a conference than people are giving it credit for. So that's interesting. You know, you, you brought all four of the teams to kind of a similar level where we were kind of uh, having the discussion, is it Philadelphia and Dallas and then Washington and New York, or is it Philadelphia and then Dallas, Washington and New York? So maybe that's a question. Is Dallas closer to Philadelphia or are they closer to Washington and New York given chase? Well, Mike McCarthy has problems when it comes to game management. Mike McCarthy has problems when it comes to instilling player discipline. They're one of the most penalized teams in the league over the last two years. And so he struggles with those aspects of being a head coach. And now we go add being the offensive play caller on top of that. So your offensive game plan is going to hinge on Mike McCarthy and or Ryan Schottenheimer. <laughs> Color me skeptical that Dak Prescott isn't going to get past some of the issues that we saw over the last two years. Talk so I, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that looks at the Dallas Cowboys and says that they're a lot closer to the bottom than they are the top in the NFC East. Ooh, right. That's how I view that team. Ooh. As good as their defense is, it's hard to repeat the kind of turnover luck that they've had year over year. They've led the league in takeaways the last two years. Last team to do that was the 1970s Pittsburgh Steelers. So, again, that's not something that happens. If you have your defense kind of have a regression back to the mean in terms of their takeaways and your quarterback keeps turning it over like he has, 35 turnovers in the last 31 games he's played in, then I could see a world where the Dallas Cowboys are in the cellar of the NFC East. It's Chris Canty, host of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, on his own show with Andre Snellings uh, and, and Randy Scott. So one other sort of offshoot that we're looking at now with regard to the NFL preseason, and keep an eye on the on the rookies who are getting some burn and getting some run. They've already been penciled in. Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. These guys are starting week one. It feels like it's a microwaved prep period to get these guys ready for the NFL level. Should these rookies, like is it a mistake to start rookie quarterbacks right away, Canty? It depends on where you, the way you're looking at it, the seat you're sitting in when you're looking at the situation. Because if you're a head coach, you don't have time to sit a guy an entire year and wait on his development. Like if a head coach doesn't have success in three or four years, he's out of there. So, I mean, based on that and the new rookie wage scale that they implemented about a decade ago, it's a situation where teams, franchises are incentivized to start guys sooner rather than later. If they pan out, great. You've got your franchise quarterback. If not, it's not as if the investment that you have to make in those guys is going to preclude you from going out and finding another one two or three years down the road. All right. Well, I guess one last preseason, is it a mistake uh, quarterback type question? What about Tua? Do you think it's a mistake to play him in the preseason for the Dolphins or should he just be treated like any other quarterback? Well, the Dolphins are going to have a $40 million a year plus decision to make on Tua next offseason. So you got to put him out there and play him. Okay. I mean, he hasn't been able to stay healthy any of the three years that he's been there. You're hoping that this year would be different. I don't know how the jiu-jitsu classes are going to work in terms of him learning how to fall and whether or not that's going to play a role in all of it. But um, you, you can't put him in bubble wrap. This is a show-improve year for Tua, and the showing is not whether or not he can play. I think he answered that question last year. They were one of the best offenses when he was on the field, if not the best offense. The question is, can he stay healthy? Because as Hermet was used to say, the best ability is availability. So I think Tua's got to prove that. And if Mike McDaniels wants 
his QB1 to get some work with the starting offense in the preseason, then so be it. Can't help the team from the tub. Uh, listen, you could cover them. You know, cover them in a fur coat. See if you, hey, is. bubble wrap, fur Hello. coat. Come on, it's a callback. I don't know, two ain't big enough, man. You know, you got to be in that three bills club to really rock the fur. <laughs> Chris Casey, we appreciate it, man. Have a great weekend. Thanks for the time. I appreciate y'all holding it down. That is the man. That is Chris Canty of Canty and Carlin, which is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. The ceiling is the roof. Oh, hit that music. <laughs> I haven't heard that soundbite in a while. That is mm-hmm. Michael Jordan at UNC, right? Wasn't that at the Dean Dome? Yeah, I think it was. The ceiling is the roof. Mm-hmm. Come on. How does that pertain, Shannon, uh-huh. to the NFL? Yeah, so earlier early this week on ESPN.com, they had an article posted with looking at the ceiling and the floor for certain NFL teams. So I said, figure, why not do it? Bubble wrap it here with the little ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you an NFL team, and you got to give me the ceiling for this team, whether it's a Super Bowl, conference championship game, whatever, and you got to give me the floor, okay? All right. Simple Let's go. enough. Let's All right, go. Dre, I'm going to start with you. We just mentioned them, the Miami Dolphins. What's the ceiling and what's the floor for the Miami Dolphins? I will go with AFC Championship game is the ceiling and the floor. If Tua is not able to uh, stay healthy, it could be five or six wins. Like I, I think that they have a team that could contend, but if 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 they don't have their 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 general out there, then then they can't. I think they get off the bus with with you know thirty point potential every week. Yeah, if two is healthy, they yeah. do. And for that reason, I think they could be the one that knocks out one of the big three in the AFC mm-hmm. if they get into the tournament. Right, mm-hmm. Buffalo, Cincinnati, sorry, or uh, <laughs> or Kansas or Kansas City. Hey, we in the big three. So the ceiling is Jalen Ramsey comes back healthy, full go, and he and Xavier Howard lock dudes up, mm-hmm. and Tua stays healthy. That's the ceiling. The floor is scary. Yeah. Tua gets hurt, his football career is in doubt moving forward, and you're rolling with Mike White or Skylar Thompson, and, and like you said, it's five or six wins, uh, and watching the playoffs on TV with the rest of us. The ceiling is the roof. All right, Randy, next team here, Baltimore Ravens. What's the ceiling for the Ravens, and what's the floor for the Baltimore Ravens? I think the ceiling's AFC Championship game. I do. I think I think they could also knock out two of the three. Yeah. Okay? They, maybe it's Cincinnati because of familiarity. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to beat uh, a division opponent three times. But the ceiling is OBJ and Lamar Click. The ceiling is the running back room. is just a three-headed hydra that just gashes teams all day, and that Lamar stays healthy for 17 games. The floor we've seen. Lamar plays ten games because he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. OBJ re-injures one of his surgically repaired knees. Like it's scary, and it's all dependent on health. Because to me, the pieces are there. Although maybe defensively, they're a little bit more generous than they're used to. So I would say the floor being another, you know, maybe maybe a, maybe a five-win season. Yeah. So you know, I guess with any superstar player that gets hurt, it could really hurt their team. But as you point out, we've seen the Ravens miss significant time of Lamar Jackson in each of the last couple of years, and they've still been able to limp in as a fringe playoff team. So I guess it depends when the injury happens. I would say, I would agree with you, their ceiling is at least the AFC Championship game. They may even have a higher ceiling than, than the Dolphins, so maybe representing the, the, the AFC uh, could be their ceiling. They're really dangerous when Lamar Jackson... Uh, is able to do his thing. He's got more weapons this year. So the ceiling has to be pretty high. And I guess their floor, I would say, maybe seven or eight wins because unless he's hurt day one, I think they'll still get some victories this year. The ceiling is the roof. All right, the next team here, Dre, the Cleveland Browns. What's the ceiling for the Browns and what's the floor? (laughs) All right, so 
I think this Browns team, the ceiling is going to be all about Deshaun Watson. They've had a team with a defense and an offense that was strong enough to compete if they had a good quarterback. Deshaun Watson in 2020 was arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. Deshaun Watson last year was not. So if he's able to get back to that high level, I would say the ceiling is double-digit wins and winning a round in the playoffs. I don't think they're quite ready to to make it to the, the, the next level just yet, but they have a pretty solid ceiling. Their floor if if things continue like they were last year, or, or we keep talking about injuries, then yeah, I could see them as a five or six win team because I think that they need him to play well for them to reach their potential. Their their floor is not as low as the next two teams on this list okay. that, that, that we're going to get to out in the AFC West. Um, yeah, a little bit of tease, a little bit of mid segment tease on Canty and Carlin with Andre Snell. The ceiling Scott. is the roof. Reset. Just a little reset, just tease and reset, just rinse and repeat. We're going to hit our in times and our outs. Like we're going to toss to break and build value, clock integrity. Let's go. We're going to have some. Like topic trees, and we're just gonna like you know. That's right, why you get so, the calls from Ohio. <laughs> so, so Cleveland, I like you're right. Their 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 floor is higher. They won seven. What was it? Seven games. They won last seven year? games. Last seven year. games last year. The the problem is the rest of the division has gotten better. Mm-hmm. You know, Pittsburgh is scary. Baltimore, if, if it clicks, is scary. And Cincinnati has Super Bowl champion ceiling. Mm-hmm. They're not in this list for that reason, right? right it's right. better to talk about the, the team that has lower floor. But so, I, yeah, five or six is the floor. Cleveland, if they get the Deshaun that dragged the Texans to the postseason in Houston, they could be hosting a playoff game. Truly. Yeah. Now, are they in the weight class of a Kansas City or a Buffalo? I I, I don't know. But they could also jump up and, and, and trip up Cincinnati because of that interdivisional uh, familiarity. All right, the next the ceiling team. is the roof. Thank you, Eric. I, was I, I jumped the gun. That's on me. My bad. My bad. All right, the next team here on the list, Randy, the Denver Broncos. What's the ceiling for the Denver Broncos? And what's the floor? <sighs> yeah. The floor is entertainingly bad. Yeah. The floor is public, like at the podium, dust-ups between a guy who's unfiltered and honest in uh, Sean Payton and a guy who's going to be deflect and just give you company lines and bumper sticker taglines, and that's Russell Wilson. It could be really bad. If Russ has truly fallen off, it could be really bad. Yeah. So I, a, th- a three-win season, yeah. A, a comically bad, frosty, you know, Dwight Howard, Stan Van Gundy relationship between superstar and coach, like, it could be that bad. It could also be really good if he mm-hmm. unlocks Russ and Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and Marvin Mims. Like there is talent there, and if Russ hasn't lost it, and we're wringing out the sponge to get every little bit of talent, that's a double-digit win team. And nobody wants to go to Denver in the postseason. They could be hosting a playoff game. Yeah. Truly, yeah. So I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure if I see the ceiling is quite that high where they would be hosting because I still best case scenario outside of injury, I can't see them winning their division over Kansas City, and so. I think their ceiling is maybe making the playoffs. Um, I would be shocked if they got a win in the first round, but anything's possible if you get to the dance. And But their floor, as you pointed out, the jokes, the potential, not just with the, the head coach that says what, what he means and the, the quarterback that doesn't, but the head coach has already called out a coach on another team because they only had five wins last year. If they have fewer than five wins this year, and we have Aaron Rodgers and the Jets talking about keep my, my coach's name out your mouth. Sean Payton could get some heat for his previous stances. The ceiling is the roof. All right, last team here on the list looking at ceilings and floors for certain AFC teams. We will do the NFC later in the show. Dre, 
the Las Vegas Raiders. What's the ceiling for the Raiders, and what's the floor? The ceiling is the floor. I mean, uh, the— I, I, I'm not convinced that the Raiders actually want to win games this year. You know, I, I, I feel like that's not the goal, that they're looking at this quarterback class and they're like, we're transitioning, we're going to have our franchise guy next year, and moving forward, that's when we're going to try to be good. So, I don't know, the ceiling and floor might be the same answer, and it, it might start with an F, what, five, four, somewhere in that range. It's, it's two. It's two wins. Yeah. Yeah, truly. <laughs> no, I mean, are they cratering for Caleb already? Yeah. Like, like let's let's print the t-shirts now. The ceiling is the ceiling seven wins. They the ceiling is seven or eight wins and it's just draft night purgatory. Yeah. Like you're drafting in the high teens again. Like really? Like you got a hit hit and you you've shown you can't do that. All due respect to the Alex Leatherwoods and the or Underwoods. Mm-hmm. I forget. Or, or you know, or Cleveland Furls or you know, yeah. like at the very least they have a front office that seems to watch more than one college football game a year. Yeah. And it's not Bama against Clemson. Yeah. So uh, it, the 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 ceiling is seven or eight wins tops, which is truly a backhanded ceiling because it means you're drafting in a horrible position. But the floor is the lowest of any team we've had on this list today. It yeah. really is. I mean, if the floor is zero wins, but that could be a victory because that means you get the first uh, pick in the draft. That might be what Raider fans should pull for. I, Raider fan, <laughs> hand in the air, Raider fan. Like I like if you if you could tell me we have Caleb Williams starting in twenty twenty four in week yeah. one, and we're having the debate over is Caleb ready to start in week one? Should we start these rookies, mm. these Heisman Trophy winners in week one, and he's playing for the silver and black? Like you notice the uptick in my <laughs> I'm like, voice if y'all right can now. See Come the on. excitement in Randy's eyes right now. Like, <laughs> but you know, like somebody, I'm feeling it. <laughs> somebody's gonna step up. The ceiling it. is the roof. They'll have that number one pick and they'll trade it for three magic beans. You know, they will. <laughs> <laughs> we went Jack. In the beanstalk, like somebody's yes. gonna be like, be like, what if? What about Aaron Rodgers? The Jets will do it. They'll say, hey, we'll trade you Aaron Rodgers, and and then Mark Davis will cut him off and be like, Done. Aaron Rodgers, deal, we got him. <laughs> All right, ceiling is the roof. That was good. I hadn't heard that in forever. Uh, we want to hear from. Are we gonna do this for the NFC too? Yes, we are. All right, so we're gonna do that. We also want to hear from you. Which NFL division winner is least? likely to repeat this season. NFL division winners from last season who aren't going to repeat this season. All that here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio with Andre Snellings and Randy Scott after Andre has this from Indeed. When you're running your own business, the last thing you need is running into problems hiring. So check out Indeed, the all-in-one hiring solution. They make it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates. With tools like Instant Match, the moment you sponsor a post. You'll instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. You can then invite them to apply, schedule, and conduct interviews all from the Indeed website. Visit Indeed.com slash credit to get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not 
not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Touchdown Philadelphia, second of the night for Hurts. I don't know what his ceiling is because he just keeps getting better. He is the most improved passing quarterback I've I've ever ever seen seen in my life. He's a dual threat, there's no doubt about it. 69 yards on a strike from Jalen Hurts. When he's nice, championships are better. (laughs) Is this a remake? Right. Is this from the movie? (laughs) This is Check It Out with Will I Am, Nicki Minaj. This is from way, way back in the day. This, oh. oh, this isn't from the Barbie movie. It sounds it, like it should not. be in the Barbie movie. They should have put that, it in. Is that, I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie. I think is they that, might be using that as a sample. Oh, this is Video Killed the Radio Star. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. wow. This was the first. But it's uh, Check It Out. Yeah, this is the first video remix. they ever played on MTV. Yeah. A little, little trivia for you. No big deal. It's by the Buggles. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, all right. Wow, you the will I, yourself. I, I'm getting the will I am now. I mean, I wasn't alive when MTV came on. Come on. You weren't either. It's Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, uh, presented by Progressive Insurance. That is Andre Snellings at Professor Driz. I'm Randy Scott at Randy Scott ESPN. You can join in the conversation on the CC call in line at 888-STATE-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Justin in Phoenix, we're going to get you here in just a moment, but the topic that we're... T- continuing to sort of uh, unwrap here is what Bill Barnwell had to say about the Eagles because I think a lot of people look at the NFC, look at how watered down it is compared to the AFC, and they're like, yeah, the road is paved for Mm -hmm. Philly to improve on last season where they already were playing in the Super Bowl. And Barnwell is throwing water on that by saying this on Greeny. They lost five starters on the defensive side of the ball, both starting linebackers, both starting safeties, and Javon Hargrave, their best interior pass rusher. I know everyone loves what they've seen from Jalen Carter so far in the preseason. I think he's going to be a great player for them, but I just think they're going to be weaker on the interior. Desai's going to have to adjust for that as the year goes along. So another team in the Eagles who were very healthy last season, they're going to have to keep that up because they aren't as deep as they were a year ago now that they're paying Jalen Hurts more than $50 million a year. Uh, that sounds like cold water on a hot team, and I, I, I don't know. I Listen, the Cowboys are there. Yeah. The Cowboys have a pulse. If the Cowboys get better, oh, may, but still, I mean, the 
Philly won 14 games last year. Yeah, I mean, so it wasn't that long ago that we used to talk about the Super Bowl hangover, right? Super Bowl curse. Like if 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 you a team that played in the Super Bowl, particularly if you lost, the expectation was that that meant you were going to come back and not be good the next year. But in the last few years, we had the Bengals go to the Super Bowl, lose, and then go back to the AFC Championship game. We had the Chiefs uh, go to the Super Bowl, lose, come back, and be right back to winning the Super Bowl like the next year or the year after. I mean, they they host the AFC Championship game every year. Mm-hmm. So I don't see that as like, a, oh, yeah, that means that Philadelphia is going to be bad because they're going to have that hangover. And outside of that, just looking at what's on the, the roster and what's on the field – to me, they look like they should be strong. You know, ESPN Analytics has a, a stat called FPL, you know, or the FPI, Football Power Index. And according to the FPI projections, the Eagles project to not just winning the NFC, they project to the best record in the NFL. So <laughs> it's, you know, I understand Barnwell has some points. There, there, there are a lot of things have changed for them. But they sure still look like they should be good to me. Okay, so this leads into exactly what we're asking people to call in for, exactly what you and I are going to break down and dive into now. Which division winner from a year ago is least likely to repeat this season? And we're going to make each other – because we had some similar mind <laughs> uh, mindsets on this. We're going to go conference by conference. We're going to start with the NFC in honor of what Barnwell had to say about the Eagles because yeah. neither one of us is picking Philadelphia – why don't you team? start? What is the NFC division winner from last year that you are least confident in repeating this year? Yeah, I mean, I I, I won the lottery with this one. It, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> you know, the 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 NFC South was kind of historically bad last year, right? The, the Buccaneers won the division with a losing record. They only had eight wins, and it's not like the division projects to be great this year. But the Buccaneers went from Tom Brady at quarterback to not having a quarterback as of right now. Like, there is no QB1 in Tampa Bay right now. It just does not feel like they're going to win a lot of games. They still have some of their skill position players, but I, I don't see a lot of victory. And what we were just talking about with the Raiders before, I don't even know if they want to win. Like, they're a yeah. team that yeah. could be in that that crater for, for Caleb sweepstakes. So I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are least likely to repeat. In the NFC, let's just remind the people, the winners, the division <clears throat> division winners from 2022 are the Philadelphia Eagles at 14 wins, Minnesota at 13 wins, but a point differential of Minus three on the season, which is amazing. It's hard to do. Thank you, Dallas. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, eight and nine. They won that division. And San Francisco. And they were 13 and four out in San Franny. So you're going with Tampa Bay. I'm going to go with Minnesota because I put a big red circle on that mm-hmm. point differential. And they lost Dalvin Cook. Yeah. The luck that they had, it's difficult to win. It's difficult to win in the National Football League, to be sure. I understand that. 13 wins, those weren't all luck. They're not going to do that again. Detroit's on the come up. Detroit's a double-digit win team this season. I don't know that Minnesota is. I think by that virtue alone, I think Detroit wins that division and Minnesota regresses in a big way. Minnesota could be a six-win team, but I think Minnesota comes back to the pack. Yeah, I, I can certainly see that. Um, the Lions are the, the the betting favorite to win the NFC North this year, which is probably the first time I can say that ever. I don't know. I, I lived outside of Detroit, but you don't really hear the Lions as the favorites too often. That said... I agree that the Vikings, all of the stats say that the Vikings should not have won all of those close games and there's going to be regression to the mean. But that said, they did win 13 games and the Lions won nine. The Packers won eight and lost Aaron Rodgers. The Bears won three. 
So they have a little bit of room to take a step back mm-hmm. and still potentially be in the mix. So I, 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 I think that outside of the Buccaneers, the Vikings were, would have been my second choice as well. So yeah. I, I definitely feel you on that. But I could see them still sticking into the mix. <laughs> All right, in the AFC, yeah. again, deferring to you here, because the AFC is a, a, a little tougher. All yeah. four division winners from a year ago, Kansas City in the West, Jacksonville in the South, Cincinnati in the North, and Buffalo in the East are favored to do so again. Yeah. So if you had to pick an AFC division champion from 2022, least likely to repeat here this season, who are you going with? Yeah, th- th- this one is challenging because all of the, the division champs seem so strong. I went with the Buffalo Bills because of the strong teams, we look at the Chiefs, they've just been on an island of their own for so long. It's hard to imagine someone catching them in the West. The Jacksonville Jaguars are, seem to be on the come up. And the Bengals are my team, so I don't care what anybody else thinks. I will never say that they're not going to win the division. So almost by default, I had to go with the Buffalo Bills. But even more than that, they actually have strong competition. Like the Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets. Eh, I won't say the Patriots necessarily for winning the division as a favorite, but the Dolphins and the Jets, if everything goes well, we just talked about the ceiling for the Dolphins is the AFC championship game. So it wouldn't even require the Bills to take much of a step back to potentially lose their division just because their competition is so strong. And I'm tired of disagreeing with you. I'm going with the Bills. <laughs> I'm going with the Bills as well. Tennessee takes a step back this year, whether it's Will Levis or Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis. Like I, I seven wins. Yeah. I don't see them improving upon that. Indianapolis is going to be entertaining. It's going to be better football to be sure. If Jonathan Taylor doesn't play. An improvement on four wins is 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 a win of a season for them, mm-hmm. and then Houston uh, is also going to participate. Uh, CJ Stroud, I think, is going to flash. Is also l- going to participate. Well, <laughs> I feel bad for him. Like they were like, "Who's our competent wide receiver?" Brandon, let's let's send him in state. Yeah, you know what I mean. So so that our team can still watch their games. Yeah, you know what I mean. Know. Like just be reminded of the breakup. Live vicariously. It's ridiculous. It is Buffalo, and it's Buffalo because everyone else in that division got better. Mm-hmm. Like, would you be stunned if last year's last place team, mm-hmm. the New York Jets, seven game winners with that kind of quarterback play, would you be stunned if they won the division? <laughs> I mean, I are you saying that the New York Jets improved this offseason? Yeah. I haven't been hearing much about them, so I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers came in and completed the story, t- the fairy tale, and they won the division. Nobody would really blink an eye, and a lot of people are kind of expecting it. And here's the thing. If you're a Jets fan, I think maybe you root against. No. No, no, no. Okay, I almost said you root against the Super Bowl. It sounds to me, Rodgers is dropping these breadcrumbs. Like, if they if they win it this year, he's done. Yeah. And not just done in New York. He rides off into the sunset. Yeah, but, I mean, that's the thing. If he wins it this year, that means they won a Super Bowl. And uh, how, did, how did Rodgers put it, that, that Super Bowl three trophies getting lonely? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Justin in Phoenix has been so patient listening to us. He has an answer. And again, we're asking for your calls, 888-SAY-ESPN. The division winner from last season, least likely to repeat this season. Justin, you're on ESPN Radio. Thanks for taking my call, fellas. So the most obvious answer is the Bucks, And the most obvious reason is Tom Brady's not there anymore. And honestly, if Drew Brees wouldn't have retired before last season – it would have been the Saints who won last year because Drew Brees owns Tom Brady in the division outside of the playoffs. So without Tom Brady, with Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask, who was his second year he sat behind Brady and he still can't beat out Mayfield, like, they don't have a quarterback. So mm-hmm. it's going to be the Saints the Falcons. I don't know about Bryce Young, but, yeah, Bucks are not going to repeat. I'm with you. 
I'm with you, and obviously Dre is as well. And I think you have mm-hmm. the most likely, like of the three, I think you have the most likely. We're going to get into your kitchen. We're going to let you cook which NBA team is poised to make headlines for all the wrong reasons. It's Andre Snelling's Randy Scott in for the guys. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. With ideas. Come on. Oh, gosh, that booth had that white smoke. Come on. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. That's Andre Snellings. I'm Randy Scott at Professor Driz on Twitter at Randy Scott ESPN for me. Uh, Samsung is awesome. Let me tell you why. This Saturday, get game time ready with the Samsung bespoke four door flex refrigerator with Family Hub Plus from the Home Depot. Uh, I pitched that song once for a Celtics feature um, mm-hmm. when Doc Rivers left the Celtics, mm-hmm. and I was quickly dismissed they were like do you understand the level of profanity and i was like what are you talking about and then i was like "Mm, yeah it's not gonna work and apparently it's so much money to get those rights it's time for our nba checkup with dr dre snellings yes oh oh come on this is it Ooh wee. Ooh wee. all right so which team let's start this way we got the schedule yesterday i think you probably had to get your info in regardless of the schedule yeah. which team is ready to make the biggest jump this season i'm gonna go off the board a little bit and say the minnesota timberwolves there are some other obvious answers but i like the timberwolves because of the excitement surrounding anthony edwards last season when they brought in rudy gobert I thought that if things went right and and Gobert and and Carl Anthony Towns could play together, that they could step up into the contenders if Anthony Edwards took that next step. Carl Anthony Towns got hurt and missed like 60 games, but Edwards took that next step. And you can tell by the way that other NBA players talk about him. He went on a podcast and um, Bruce Brown was saying that the hardest cover in the NBA right now is Anthony Edwards. And so I look at what he's doing with the FIBA World Cup. And yeah. today he scored 21 points in 18 minutes. I think he could be on the verge of something special. And if he really gets there, he could lift the Timberwolves up uh, from where they were a fringe playoff contender into something a little more interesting. Now they're they're fun to watch. Yeah. They are fun to watch. Um, Anthony Edwards is an absolute freak. Yeah. For a guy who didn't, didn't start playing ball yeah. until a, bit, a little bit later in his childhood, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's incredible. All right, which team's poised to make headlines for all the wrong reasons? So I don't even know if you can say poised. The Philadelphia 76ers are already making headlines for all the wrong reasons. You know, we, we talked about how James Harden has been in his on site. If somebody has a microphone, I'm going to scream about how horrible my GM is and how much I want out of town. And uh, we haven't talked about it today, but one of the spinoffs of that seemed to be that Joel Embiid scrubbed his social media of 76ers content and they were a team that at this time last year was my dark horse to win the championship and produced the MVP of the NBA. 
but it certainly feels like they're poised to potentially go in the wrong way in a hurry. Okay, it's like rule number six from Wedding Crashers. Draw attention to yourself, but on your own terms. Exactly. And here we're talking about drawing attention to yourself, but for, <laughs> for, for the wrong reasons. Negative reasons. All right, so that's the team that's the, making the headlines for all the wrong reasons. Let's go, let's go positive. Forecast for us. All right. Mm-hmm. So your, your your doctorate is in meteorology. Uh, which, <laughs> it is not. <laughs> which teams? No, no, no. For the purposes of this, <laughs> which teams will be playing in the conference finals, and who's going to win it all? All right. I've got the Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia. I mean, I'm sorry, not the Philadelphia 76ers. Whoa. <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. Um, I've got them playing in the East. I think that the Bucks, since they won the championship, have battled injuries each of the last two playoffs. If they can stay healthy, they brought their veterans back this year. Uh, they were free agents. I expect them to be battling. And the Celtics took a team that was already a 57-win squad that was maybe a Jason Tatum ankle injury away from making the NBA finals for the second year in a row last year and then they added Kristaps Porzingis who's a health risk but when he plays he's great so I've got the two of them in the east in the west um the Nuggets they just showed everybody last year and they're young they should be getting better I think that they're there again and I've got them facing the Los Angeles Lakers in oh. the conference finals I think you know the health if health allows the Lakers are one of the best teams in the west and just for chalk purposes, I'll go Bucks and Nuggets in the finals, and I think that uh, the Greek Freak takes it. I think it's I think it's interesting. I think Milwaukee's best, <laughs> Milwaukee's <laughs> best is best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If they are healthy, and yeah. we just haven't seen it in a couple of seasons, not since they won you know the, the first air quotes real title after uh, the NBA bubble. That was our NBA checkup. With Dr. Dre Snellings, who also dusted off a little forecasting uh, for the doctorate. The real doctorate's in what? Like stats? Uh, biomedical engineering. Oh, okay. Um, emphasis on brain research. <laughs> emphasis on brain. We might unpack that. The ceiling <laughs> is the roof. What's the ceiling? What's the floor for the NFC teams? Andre Snellings, Randy Scott. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Auntie and Carlin, the podcast.